the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. Let the word go out from here across the land that Daddy Noonan uh, approves of the 19th Hole Podcast. You don't even need a menu. We're serving up fish and chips. Andrew is back. Hiding low after many weeks from the Riders' Cup and his adamant endorsement of Team Europe. Hello, Andrew. Um, I just want everyone to know that that was not the case. I am currently swamped at work, so I stand by my decision and, and will stand by my decision at the next Ryder Cup still. Uh, yeah, well, the next Ryder Cup probably will uh, will maybe turn towards Team Europe, but uh, – now that you are back, can you give us a little in, uh, little bit of your insight? How did the boys do? I know we're beleaguering the Ryder Cup. It's now in the past a little bit, but uh, we haven't seen you. So uh, were you shocked? Um, I was emphatically shocked. I didn't think that, quite frankly, that they were going to be able to pull it off by any means. That's why I went turncoat. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm ha- as I told you guys, I'd be happily surprised if we ended up winning it all. So um, I'm glad that we did get the job done. I'm glad that ultimately, uh, you know, Team USA finally played to what it should, you know, on paper every single time play to. And um, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not much to say I, other than, you know, Brooks and Bryson might finally be done. We may not have to talk about it ever again. They've, 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 uh, you think they got enough notoriety that they'll cash in on their portion of the 40 million? I think they got enough notoriety to cash on on their 40 million. Yes, I think you're correct. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That was his casual way of saying that uh, Team USA did well and he stands by his pick for Team Europe. And at least he's man enough to finally come back on and ad- address that. So uh, I mean, welcome back. I, I'll be honest, working from 7 a.m. till dusk, not really got a lot of time in between on the busy schedule nowadays. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, hey, I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's called the uh, that's called, you know, adulthood. But uh, we you know, here we are and we lost Christian now. Mm-hmm. Can we what what is it going to take to get three of us back together again? Um, a million followers of. Uh, humongous following and time in so our there you go. so there you go folks you need to ask every one of your friends to give us a follow give us a like and uh because we need to have the three of us uh back together again and i'm trying to lobby for another golf trip i'm thinking either uh pinehurst or um i don't know where where else I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If you think that there's going to be any trip between now and June next year, all right. Well, I'm taking a trip apparently. Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with our special guest host every once in a while, Mike Armel. We'll uh, we'll we'll arrange a trip. Maybe we'll end up in Myrtle Beach with uh, with Steve Mays and the boys down there. Maybe we can get Charlie Reimer to join us. And uh, but we've got we've got a few things to talk about tonight. In no particular order, we got to talk about J.R. Smith in his college debut, and that's important because uh, I have talked college golf here in a minute. We need to talk about Phil Mickelson and the 46-inch driver, the USGA mandate. And what else do we have here on the show notes, Andrew? What do you got there? Oh, oh, oh yeah, there's this guy named Rory. Found his way back to the winner's circle. He did. So we, pro- we probably ought to start there. Number 20, Mr. McElroy. Um, I think that he, uh, if I'm going to be honest, I think he finally realized that, Oh, my, my play at the Ryder cup was the ultimate low because of how much he cares about the Ryder cup. And I think he finally was like, I'm going to go out and be the guy that I need to be. And Rory's a talent, just like DJ, just like Jordan, just like, you know, any one of these top guys that wins or has the ability to win on any given week that when he decides to turn it on, nobody's catching him. Um, and that's, I I just, I, I casually disagree and because he hasn't turned it on when he can't, he can't flip the switch every, like every once like, okay, I'm going to suddenly play well. I think you're spot on. He, he decided that, you know what, I need to rededicate myself to the game. I, I disagree. I think he does have that ability. I think 
golf got away from him because as we all know, there's things that's called life that happen to you. And it's way more important to individual, you know, accolades. And that's called having a kid. That's called having a wife and a family. And those things are very important to him. I think that, again, I think his lack of a performance at the Ryder cup was the ultimate signal to him of like, look, well, I love my family. This is what puts food on the table. And I'm going to go out there and get the job done the way that I know how. So while, while I still can, while I'm while still, I in still my golfing can. prime. Yes. Yep. Yes. While I'm in my golfing prime. I saw an interesting statistic. I'm probably not going to get it exactly right. But at, at age comparison, at the same time, his current age versus Phil Mickelson. He, uh, Phil actually, I think, had more tour wins than he did at this point, at this junction. But Rory's got four, what is it, four majors? Mm-hmm. Phil had none. So, you know, just to put it in perspective, I mean, Rory's got a long way still to go. He's got another good 15, 16 years left in his, you know, the, the core of his, his career. So uh, that's great to see. But the other thing that was great to see is who was he with? What do you mean, who was he with? You talking general or are you talking like final round? What are we talking here? I'm talking final round. Oh, I honestly, I'll be honest, I have not caught golf in a long time other Ricky. than who's the winner. Ricky Fowler. Okay. Well, that's that's good. I, that, I didn't even know that, to be honest with you. Like I said, I have literally not had any freedom outside of work for the last weeks and it won't be over until probably middle of December, at least until we slow down. Cause then we get some spacing in games, but um, I'm glad to hear Ricky's back. I, I think Ricky needs to be back. Golf is better when some of these big names that are good, wholesome people are in it and around it. And let's be honest, Ricky, I think Ricky last year is uh, as, as we all know, is Christian's boy, but I think ultimately like, him missing some of these big tournaments is really affecting him personally. And what he wants to kind of right the, you know, right the wrongs. And while he didn't get the job done, you know, a couple of more performances leading up, you know, throughout then the spring too, he could, he could maybe get a, a jump in the world golf rankings and get back up there. It's not. Unheard well, of. It's funny you say that. I think he went from one thirteen to 82 just by this one performance. Yeah. So, so a couple of strong weeks. He definitely has to play some strong weeks for sure. Get himself back in those top fives or even get a win would obviously would be, you know, the easiest way to do it. But I think he could get back to, back to Augusta. Let's hope, let's hope that that's the case. I mean, he's a great ambassador for the game. I mean, he had a strict, he had a stretch there. I think he would hit 18 out of 18 greens on Saturday. The putter looked a little, looked solid. I mean, he, he looked like Ricky Fowler. That's that. And that's what you need. I, I don't, I know that, um, you know, a lot of average golfers, they, they talk about greens and fairways, but these guys, they make their money not only because they hit greens, but I mean, I, again, I didn't get the chance to watch it, but I'm sure if he's doing it that well, and he's at that high of a leaderboard, he's pretty close to the close to the hole. And so that way he's got good looks at, at, you know, birdies and everything like that. So. And, and your guy, Colin Workout, he was there at the end of the, at the end also another top finish for him. I mean, guys, he is definitely a rising star in the, in the uh, PGA tour. I, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I think Colin may not wow people by any means with length, but he's just so consistent. Like you can't, it's hard to bet against a guy when you know that his worst is going to be right around par. You know, it's not very often that he shoots above par. So how are you going to beat that? You got to go low. So yes, there's other guys that will beat him and shoot lower than he does. Cause they just, they throw up wacky numbers, but He's he's Mr. Consistent, and that's that's what the name of the game is. So, without question, so what do you think of? I hate to keep going bouncing back, but again, we haven't seen you in a while. What do you think of his uh, his play at the uh, at the Ryder Cup, and specifically, were you as impressed with the the pairing of him and and DJ? Um. I thought that he wasn't going to go with DJ. I thought that he would play him with like a guy like Brooks. But then again, like thinking back on it after watching the pairing, like it makes sense. They're both pretty low, even keel type players that just get the job done. 
But I think it was a phenomenal pairing. I'll, I'll be honest. I think DJ doesn't go five and zero without without Colin. There was a couple of times Colin got him out of some trouble that definitely would have you know taken a chance of that five and zero record being not in existence. Um, but I thought Colin played really well. I think if I'm gonna be a truthfully honest, if these types of young talents that we are seeing, the Collins, the Cantlays. Those types of guys is what the future of U.S. golf is. Yeah, I talked about, you know, I, I still think right. I still think Europe wins every single year. And that's just the way that it is, unfortunately, until we see otherwise. But U.S. Ryder Cup and U.S. Presidential Cup golf is in a very good place because there's a lot of guys that are taking over the mantle pretty easily. Well, I, I think I, I actually said that uh, we could see a U.S. run similar to the European run of the last 20 years, 20 plus years, uh, because, I mean, you've got talent there. I mean, you got a lot of young, brash, we're here, we belong, and uh, and more importantly, they have the passion to want to play. So uh, I'll tell yeah, you what, I thought, the, the, I thought, cool, the cool one, though, I guess, is the whole weekend, and I know we all don't like him, but I thought Bryson embraced it. I thought Bryson did exactly what he needed to do. He came out and scared the living heck out of the opponent. And that's what his distance does. I mean, 417, um, there was literally, I, I know I did see one one like little uh, clip that they posted where he didn't pull driver, he pulled three wood, and everyone started booing him. And he turned around rather than being, you know, the the you know, arrogant little self that he is sometimes on tour, he turns around and goes, no, I'm still going for it. Don't worry. I'm just, I, I'm pulling so I don't go over the green. You know, that that's the type of stuff that we need to see out of Bryson because that's the kind of stuff that's entertaining. That's the stuff that Phil, guys like Phil Mickelson has been known for it and it helps the gro- growth of the game because it's fun. It's, it's unique. It's not the dull over the top they're not, they're not, stuff. Yes. So if you if you turn the clock back, you know, 30, 30 years, right, you go back to the days of uh, Davis Love, who was probably the most stoic robot like player in the world um, at his heyday. Um, and that was the knock on the PGA Tour players. And I, I, you're not seeing that you're seeing these guys. And I've been saying it all along. And it's, it's interesting. The PGA threw money at it with the with I didn't think they had to. I don't think they had to waste that $40 million on being more on social media because these guys are already there and they're more engaging. And you can even fast forward to this past weekend. You can pass, fast forward to this past weekend, even with the LPGA, the LPGA event, you got a backup on 17. Jessica Corder's not standing there focusing on the round. She's over signing the autographs. Yeah, I mean, I think the LPGA is in a different place, to be honest. I don't think, I still don't, think, the, I don't disagree. I still think the LPGA, unfortunately, is on. And not to say it in this way, but this is just the best description for for those that are you know familiar with other major league sports. But I almost feel like to a degree that they are still that minor league feel. If the if the PGA is like the the major league feel, and and the reason I say that is because you have a lot more interaction with 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 players and with coaches and. and fans that typically we still don't even see at the PGA level. Um, and that's, that's very common in a minor league um, situation. Whereas in the professionals, like you, you typically don't. Um, but I think what's, what's really got to get the, the game of golf going is we have to stop. We have to stop this mantra of like, Oh, we're just going to be fun. We have to get more people of a diverse background involved because we have a very diverse background in general in the United States. And I think it's starting to become that because of programs that the PGA and other great programs are being put on, but it needs to be taken a step further. We need to get out and we need to teach young African-Americans and other Oriental descendants that are American citizens, the way of the, of this great game, because Still, to a degree, there's that bias and that mantra of like, oh, well, it's the stuffy old, you know, rich white guy, rather than right. it's just Joe Schmo going out with his buddies. And I think that's started to change and shift. 
in 2020 and 2021, where we now are, that's the only thing we can do because of the pandemic. So every guy that's of, you know, 18 and up is pretty much doing it, but it's got, it's still, it's got a lot of work to do. I, I'll be honest. I think that they but got, hey, they got a task in front of them. Honestly. And that's why we went and covered the uh, Valley Forge event uh, recently. Um, that's why we cover, try to cover the LPGA event as much as possible. I mean, I, I think we, I think guys like you and I and, and, and Christian, obviously, and we need to give that voice to the, to these, to golf. Yes. It's about the, it's yes. about the game. Correct. It's not about, you know, it, that's what it's all about. Um, I'm, I've got a, hopefully a little announcement in the coming weeks that uh, about growing the game um, in my small one's, small way that uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of proud of, but I'm not, not in place yet. So I gotta, I gotta hold back a little bit, but uh, um, that it is, it's about the game. And you, you mentioned the women. Um, I want to touch on that, which would lead right into our next story. But why don't you, uh, why don't you tell everybody about the good folks over at uh, Perfect Practice? Yeah. So our good friends over at Perfect Practice are officially, our number one and only training aid and putting training aid of the golf talk live and 19 hole podcast, which you're currently listening to. Uh, these mats are the realest of deal. And if you're looking to get better at putting, you got to try them out right now. It's the perfect, if you're looking for a head start on, I know it's really crazy to say, but it is October almost to the holiday season. So if you're looking to get a jump starter in the holiday season, check them out. Um, definitely need to do it because the world's best players like Dustin Johnson and Nelly Corder use them. And guys like you and me need to use them too, because it helps our games. I got my office set up finally in the new house It's sitting right next to my desk. So that way I can be able to practice whenever I do get a free minute at the house. doesn't happen very often, but it does happen occasionally. Um, they have three main sizes, so you can try them all shapes and ways. They have an XL version that stretches up to 15 feet. Or they have a compact edition that can be taken on the road for golf trips, which apparently you and Armel are looking at doing. Use our code GTL15. Again, that's code GTL15 for 15% off your mat today. Again, if you're not using this mat, you need to start using it. Try our code. I'm sure they're going to have a Black Friday deal special, which we're going to see if we can't try to get uh, for you guys to try to be able to use at an even bigger discount. But for right now, use our code GTL15 for 15% off today. So before we move on to the next topic, you, you touched on something. I'm going to go off the show notes here for a second. Shocker. Uh, affiliates. We have got some great people that we've aligned ourselves with now. Uh, we have Perry Ellis uh, Clothing. We have uh, Bushnell. We have Sandals Resorts. And they are offering some great special uh, on all of our – go onto our website, go onto our social media, Andrew mentioned the, the great uh, promotional code that we have with Perfect Practice. I'd be remiss if I did not mention some of these affiliates that we're working with now, and we're continuing to add. I hope to have uh, a couple more of them lined up here in the very near future. So you got to check out these. If you're looking for some golf products, if you're looking to take a golf trip, you, Andrew, would you not agree? I mean, I, I actually, the uh, the first person I think that took advantage of it was Christian. He, he hopped on and bought Perry Ellis Slacks. Well, I mean, he buys everything that he can get his hands on that's golf related. So I'm not shocked, but um, <laughs> I will say for everyone at the listening audience, obviously we mentioned, you mentioned sandals. I am a huge fan of sandals. I am already planning. And this is something that I know I discussed briefly with you, but we need to do a group trip to sandals. They are incredible. They're all inclusive resorts are world renowned. Took my wife on a honeymoon there. And I cannot speak more than just great terms. We had a butler that whole week, and it was a phenomenal experience. But they also have golf courses. So if you're a golfer, they do have golf options on some of their properties. So take a look at what they do offer there because they are all-inclusive. But it's a great time, a lot of great food, and a lot of great drinks. So um, definitely recommend anybody that's looking for a group trip or looking for something, definitely check them out because the ladies can stay at the spa. Guys can go play some golf meet up for dinner and drinks at night and it's a great time uh, don't be don't be sexist my woman's coming on the golf course with me well i mean you know carly <laughs> carly comes on the course but maybe, she'd rather maybe, go to the spa instead maybe maybe i'm going to the spa i went to the spa i will say spas is highly recommended it's hey it's sandals 40th anniversary they are having a great special great rates if you ever been thinking about that vacation again uh they're one of our affiliates hop on 
uh, we are just communicating some of their great specials that they have on our website, on our social media. We'll hope to have it up also on, on our, our link tree on Instagram, but I know you can, you can find it on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter feed. Where I was going to go is we're talking about diversity. We're talking about people playing golf. Uh, I haven't even told you this because, well, you're busy. I'm busy. What have you. We hosted a college golf tournament this, uh, this past weekend at Eagle Ridge, where I am the general manager as well. And it was the Hawk Fall Invitational hosted by Monmouth University. Mm-hmm. I had 54 incredible college-age golfers out there. And quite honestly, some really windy, windy, brutal con- conditions. Um, ladies team had eight women's team out there. Andrew, they put us to shame. Some of these girls. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I um, I've seen the women's scores that they put up, and, and they're pretty solid, uh, pretty pretty stout, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it, especially given the way I, that I mean, I've been swinging it. So let's put it th- let's put it this way. You know, Eagle Ridge, and they tooled around there. The 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 winner tooled around an even bar. So it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Rough was high. Wind was up. Playing the really? course twice. Were they pl- they went around the same nine twice? No, they played they played pines pines links and then ridge links. Uh, they played okay. off the the white tees. So not all the way back. So, not all the way back. The men, we did have three men's teams there. Shout out to uh, to Ryder University. They uh, they had hand, handily won that event uh, as a team. Uh, they also had low low uh, individual of the three men's team that were there competing, and uh, but they went all the way back and. I think they were even par also. So, uh, but the reason I bring this up is, and I know him, I've met him. As a matter of fact, I've actually given him instruction. J.R. Smith returns to college. Mm-hmm. And, he, mm-hmm. and he returns to college because he wants to finish his degree. He returns to college because he wants to play collegiate golf. I, like I said, I have, J.R. is a, is a kid from the uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, for a number of years, his foundation held a golf outing at Eagle Ridge, and I've stood down on the practice day. I've stood up on the uh, first hole with him, watched him swing. The guy can actually he can he can definitely move it. 83, 79, 78, I think uh, three rounds collegiate level. What do you think? Um, I think he needs to get a little bit better. I think he got some nerves, but it's a different uh, different world than playing professional basketball, to say the least. Um, oh, and he got stung by he got stung by bees. Well, I'll say this: I, I don't think he played to his best. I, you know, I, we've heard the stories that Jr. is a pretty got uh, you know pretty solid golfer, but um, obviously eighty three, and and I don't know the conditions, but that it's not great. I mean, it is what it is, but um, I, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see. It's a cool story. I think it's awesome for the game of golf that some you know ex-NBA star is now playing college golf and, and it's getting the golf world of college golf another eye to it. But what be what, let me put it this way. What'd be really cool? He goes back, gets his degree, and then takes that degree and uses it to create a way to get more kids, again, from an African-American culture into the game of golf. That would be cool. That would be the the best storyline I think that you could tee up and I, no pun intended. Um, and, and I think it'd just be, yeah, a I, like, good... I like, I like what you did. I like what you did there. That was pretty yes, good. I appreciate it. Um, but I think I mean, he, he, look, he is, he, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to, he, he actually is the name sponsor of the Jersey shore uh, first tee program. They've got a little three hole chip and putt over there and he, JR's name is on that. But, um, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, Think, think about what he could do for, for golf. He uh, obviously the Jersey shore in Philadelphia for the listening audience has always been very connected. If you're not from the area, well, you'll know now because that's what we're saying. So you're just going to have to take our word for it. But um, I, the, the connection between there, he could go to inner city, Philly he could go to inner city, Newark. He could go to Trenton. He, all of the cities that are worth in what an hour to two hours tops and get these kids out of the inner cities and out on a golf course to teach them about the great game of golf. That's what needs to happen. They need a grassroots effort to get it out there. Now I know, again, there's great programs like the first tee and everything, but 
we we need a better grassroots effort. That's that's and and a guy like him who has the existing name, he's the one and one of the ones that could be able to pull something like that. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you get you get the Jersey Shore, Trenton, and Philadelphia, the first seed programs in each of those locations. I know all of the coordinators, they do some great work. But what you're saying is which is spot on, you got somebody of JR's notoriety speaking to the African American community. And they look at it and they go, wow, that's cool. Yep. And, uh, the, you know, he, he just needs to be that, uh, um, that, that person, that catalyst to, to dr- get them to the first heat programs. And, I, and, and you got to believe that what they're doing there will help stimulate their continued interest in the game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So uh, shout out to, uh, to Monmouth University. I, bring, I also mentioned this because we're hoping to have uh, Michelle Malia, who is the university coach, on with us next week. Uh, just to talk, we, we've been talking at length about what a great position the PGA Tour and the LPGA is. And Michelle was able to, going to hopefully be able to spend some time. We were both so wrapped up in the event going on that uh, we're going to connect hopefully later this week. They'll be on the show next week. But it's it would be it's going to be interesting to hear her perspective on the state of uh, women's golf uh, at the collegiate level. And she's a former player, now coach, like I said. And so it's gonna that's gonna I can't wait to to ha- sit down with her for a few minutes, a little foreshadowing for her future. Um, Jr. Jr. is a natural transition. We got to talk about if we're talking about surviving, we got to talk about Survivor Golf Team. Our good friends over at Greenskeeper Inc produces the Survivor Golf Tee. Uh, Frank Carroll, our longtime supporter over there, uh, does great job. Uh, the Survivor Golf Tee, official golf tee at Golf Talk Live, always in my bag. It was in my bag when I traveled to New England last week for the Golf Course Owners uh, Association meeting. It's got height tee or height gauge uh, technology built in for so you're constantly teeing it up at the same height every single time, something I personally like. It's got center prong technology that reduces friction on the golf ball, which gives you the, the minimal ball or a ball spin and maximizes your distance scientifically proven. And I got to tell you, it's, it's almost indestructible. So if you're looking for a great tee that will actually improve your game, I, I, I know folks you're going to say, well, what can a tee do? Try it. Just try it. Survivorgolftee.com. Amazon, you can find it on both. Go to our social media. We've got enough links on there that you can find it all. Official Golf Tea Golf Talk Live. And JR, hopefully you've got a few of those in your bag so you can uh, play a little stronger in your next collegiate event. Andrew, I'll tell you what we'd, I'd like to do right now is I would like to welcome in. Uh, I had a great opportunity to talk yips. Let's go to that interview right now. All right, folks, you have heard us chatting numerous times. You've certainly seen it all over our social media. I'm specifically talking about Yips. I'm talking about the official CBD of Golf Talk Live in our 19th hole podcast. And I'm talking to the director of sales, J.J. Petreco of Yips. Welcome, sir. How are you? Oh, man, Alan, I'm doing really good. I'm happy to be on the show and uh, looking forward to speaking with you, my friend. Absolutely. So everybody in golf, I don't want to say it this way, but yips, that's usually something they try to avoid, but I'm telling you right now, it's something they need to try. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think uh, I think we all know that, that yips is, is without a doubt, especially uh, in the golf space, um, <laughs> Definitely an R-rated word. Um, I'm sure you would agree with me on that, Alex. Well, I, I, I try to avoid it as much as possible. Our co-host Andrew, he uh, he sometimes has a bad case of it, but we're we're working on that. But uh, tell the folks how you came up with with Yips, and tell them a little bit. Of, then we're going to dive into a little bit more about the product itself. Yeah, certainly. So you know, I guess really the background comes. Um, you know, where where the heck do we get the name? Um, and it really kind of you know, without getting too much into the technology, you know, we have a very special device, a proprietary um, device that um, essentially captures and preserves all of the, the benefits 
that are present in the actual flower, the hemp flower, we're able to preserve that into the final activated form that the consumer would ingest. And when we when we finally have the uh, the eight underlying patents granted on this technology, um, our our real goal was to to find one specific strain um, of hemp that elicited a specific response. And we found a flower that we were very excited about. We love the smell. We love the taste. And it was bred um, for its, its anti-anxiety qualities, the, the, the flower itself, the, the T2 sativa hybrid. Um, and the technology allows us to create strain-specific products, which is, is very novel um, in, the, uh, in the hemp CBD space. And, you know, of course, you know, we're sitting there thinking, okay, well, what the heck are we going to name this company? And quite frankly, we were on a plane. I, don't, I forget what magazine we were looking at. And uh, Yips was there. So, you know, big old YIPS on, on one, one page. And, and it was kind of that epiphany moment. You know, we, we got to call this the Yips. And, um, you know, the kind of the idea was, you know, of course, you know, Yips is an R-rated word. And, you know, it goes back to the 1930s in golf and, you know, we saw ourselves as a company that could possibly cure the yips and, you know, whatever shape or form that might manifest itself in your life, whether, you know, you're at the golf course, you're in the boardroom, um, you might have dinner with the in-laws, you, you maybe have trouble with falling asleep, whatever it might be, we all have those trivial moments that we're, we're, we have difficulties pushing through. And so we, we thought it was appropriate to, uh, to name the brand Yips. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't like the yips, the putting stroke, but I, I love the product, and we'll dive into that here in a second. But the, you know, my big three takeaway from this is it's patented. You have the full plant profile, as you mentioned, and there's no recombination, and that's all you're speaking regarding the changing the the way that the cannabis and CBD is is done. Correct. Yeah, I mean, really, what we're what we're trying to lead the charge with is is we're truly revolutionizing the way that consumers um, can ingest cannabinoids and terpenes and the other fatty acids and flavonoids and those other very super special compounds that are present um, in the flower itself. Um, it, it's a very novel thing that we're doing, and it's it's certainly very special. And people are starting to take up as. Sitting up and taking notice, so to speak. We were talking off air, but I, I, I we, I'm going to ask you to say it again because you guys are winning awards. People are, are are looking at you, and you're in the grand scheme of things, you're an infant company, but a recognized company in in this this market right now. Yeah, we we certainly are. I mean, you know, going back to our history, you know, the the path to get our patents granted that was a three that was a three four year process of fine tuning the technology and then bringing it to market. Let me tell you, launching launching a company from the ground up, uh, you know, March of twenty twenty, the same month that the pandemic kind of started really taking off. Welcome to the world, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was it was no easy task. Um, but you know, we, we knew what we had in front of us. Um, I think, you know, the next thing was, was how do we convey to the public what we are doing in a way that they can understand? Um, and really, I think the way we did that was just getting it in the hands of the consumer. Um, and then them actually trying it out for themselves, really, really realizing that with the, these products that, that we create, um, you know, powered by our, our proprietary technology, you can actually feel the difference. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to say it like this, but, you know, definitely the, the CBD space, there's been this kind of cloud of, you know, we can call it snake oil. I, I've right, that right. thrown around before. And, and, and certainly there's different levels of efficacy um, in the space. And, you know, what we did was, you know, we entered the, the nationwide, the second annual nationwide High Times Magazine MCUP People's Choice Awards. Um, there was about 1,200 different judge kits that went out nationwide. We competed uh, against over 300 different companies in 15 different categories. Well, I said, take that back. There were 15 different categories. We entered two of them, uh, capsules and oil tinctures. And um, we, um, you know, on our 11th month of inception, we won first place in both of those categories. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, best CBD tincture in the nation and best capsule in the nation. So, you know, we were really, really excited about those two accolades. But you you were diving in a little bit more. Just that that give a little bit more detail on that because that was that was I found that fascinating. Were you telling about the uh, about the judges and and so forth? 
Yeah, no, certainly. So there was there was over three hundred different brands that that entered the uh, entered the um, the competition. Um, you know, each parent SKU that we sent in, we had to uh, provide at least a hundred units. I'm sorry, it was specifically a hundred units. So what we did is we um, we entered a uh, hundred units of our, our Yips original capsules. Um, we entered a hundred units of our Yips night capsules, and the same for our 600 milligram tincture and original and uh, Yips original and Yips Yips night. And so, you know, what happened was there were these 1,200 judge kits. Um, essentially, there were these these uh, boxes that. You know, they had about 50 to 60 different products across those different categories. So, you know, basically a consumer, you know, would order the judge kit. It would show up at their doorstep. Um, they would have, I think they had about two months to sample um, all the different products. And then there was, you know, don't quote me on this, 10 to 15 different categories of judgment criteria that they had to go through, um, whether it was packaging, taste, smell, um, efficacy and that the list went on and on. Right. Um, and, and those judges were able to then, you know, put together, you know, judging, you know, through one through five on each of those um, different criteria. And then they were required to put together a three to five sentence review, um, on each product. And, and ultimately it ended up with us taking home gold, um, in, in both our categories. And the fact that it was a nationwide competition, and we were up against some of the best of the best in the industry. And, you know, being able to, to you know, some of the some of the top players in the industry that have been around for, you know, five, ten years, they didn't even place top five. Wow. And the fact that we were able to not only be top five and then ultimately take home first place, I mean, yeah, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, that's, so uh, that's, that's, feather, that's feathers in cap without without question. Um, you know, you, you mentioned products, so let's just let's dive into that for a second. Uh You've obviously got the 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 traditional yips, which is the the natural CBD capsule. You have the nighttime capsule. I'll circle back to that in a minute. You've got the roll-on product, and you've got the oils. Uh, am I am I missing any? I think that's I think that's the four, correct? Yeah, that's 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 really it. I mean, really, it goes down to capsules, oil tinctures, which is going to be those little bottles with the dropper where you put the oil on your tongue, right? Um, and then yeah, we do have our, our hemp relief roll-on, which um, doesn't my, get too much publicity, but if you want to talk about that, we certainly can. Well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've tried it on my back and it's amazing. And as a golfer who doesn't have a bad back, but I want to, I actually, I want to dive in deeper on the nighttime capsules. You were kind enough to send some samples. I, I, I started testing them. I wanted to try it out. I can't tell you, JJ, how much more refreshed I wake up in the morning in the last week after trying these things. Yeah, that's, I, I love to hear that. Um, you know, of course, the industry, you know, it, it, it rests on anecdotal evidence through um, people like yourselves who get the, get to try the, the products and, and enjoy what they're designed to do. Um, you know, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll kind of, without getting too, too deep into the science, I'll kind of give you some background. I mentioned already earlier um, that T2 Sativa Hybrid strain of hemp that we use on our Yips original products. Um but all of our night products are a strain of hemp called Chardonnay. Um, and Chardonnay is a strain that's also known as an indica. Some, some viewers might, might know that term. But specifically, the strain was, was bred um, for its heavily sedative qualities. And so what we're able to do is preserve all of those special qualities into the final activated capsule or oil tincture. And so, you know, there's, it's not like there's a, a formula that we make. It's not, you know, a recombination of different isolates. This is just simply that strain of hemp encapsulated or put into a bottle for you to really enjoy the effects of that, that specific strain. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, 30 minutes before bedtime, you pop one of those capsules you're going to notice some really, really great side effects. <laughs> well, uh, you, you mentioned, again, before we went on air, the you did a relationship with Whoop. you got to tell that story because it's – I'm a tech geek, so I'm, I'm interested in stats, and, and you threw some wild statistics at me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, what we did was, you know, it's, it's – there's there's so much red tape in the space, and and it's you got to find a way for people to understand the benefits of, of what they have. Sure, in front of them. right, right. And what we ended up doing was partnering with a, a fairly large sample size um, of Whoop athletes. We provided them uh, products at, at no cost. 
um, with the, the hope to have them basically spend about 30 to 60 days of utilizing our products and keeping track of their their whoop stats most most importantly their heart rate variability and if you're not familiar with heart rate variability it's also known as um, hrv what that does is it measures the distance between heartbeats so as you increase heart rate variability essentially what you're you're what you're showing is a decrease in heart rate okay so what these whoop athletes are doing is they're taking our products at nighttime and when they wake up in the morning, they're able to see where their heart rate variability was the night before. And what they saw across the board was an increase in heart rate variability. And so what that translated into was was at night when they were sleeping, lower heart rate, which, of course, essentially what that does is gives your body the ability to repair itself more readily. Um, it gives you deeper sleep. It, it basically just primes you for a better, better morning the next day. And uh, as I mentioned, I am waking up more refreshed than I have in quite some time. So uh, I, my personal kudos to the to the product. Love it. Love it, Alan. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything else that uh, you, where, where can our, uh, our listeners find you? Well, you know, um, I, I would say probably uh, probably start with, with Instagram. Um, we're at YipCBD. Okay. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, check us out on the web without a doubt. Um, that's going to be uh, www.yips, that's Y-I-P-S dot co. So that's yips, Y-I-P-S dot C-O. Don't be confused with the dot com. I know that does confuse people sometimes. <laughs> no problem. And, and, and always you can find... Uh, Find Yips through our social media as well as through our website. JJ, appreciate you coming on. Look forward to having you on again, and I look forward to trying a few more of the products. Alan, I love it, man. Listen, you have a great rest of your day. All right, talk to you soon. All right, we are back, and thank you, JJ, for spending some time with us. Uh, The most noticeable thing about that is this is what happens when Andrew goes away. I'm left to work the technical aspects of the show, and clearly, I don't know what to do with the sound volume. Well, I mean, what else is new? <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out, though. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. The, the next two months, Andrew may, may, may not get more than like five hours of sleep total. Just saying. I, I, I mean, I, I forgot to plug the microphone in when I had Armel co-hosting with me. I, I forgot to turn down the volume. I mean... Dude, I'm a train wreck. I'm, I'm that. I am that old guy that doesn't know how to turn on the VCR nowadays. And look at that. I just called it a VCR. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You gotta have to learn. <laughs> bad, not good. Not good at all. It's bad, even. Hey, but anyway, Yips GTL10. Uh, that is our promotional code. When you go to Yips.co, I will tell you this: when you go to Yips.co. You can get an excellent trial uh, introduction uh, rate, but the GTL 10 rate is constant. You'll never have to. You can use that all the time. They got, a, I think, a 25% rate off right out of the gate. Then you can use GTL, GTL 10. That, that rate's good forever. Just throwing it out there to you. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. My last uh, on my show notes is uh, Phil. USGA comes out with a 46-inch driver, maximum length for a driver. Clearly, it's the Bryson factor that their attempt to, to rein in the bombers. Phil goes on, on Twitter and basically, you know, I wish you'd consulted with us. No one consulted with us. This is just another example of the USGA making rules for, against the amateur golfers versus the professional golfer. And he caught some heat within the media saying, Phil, you're, you're grandstanding here. A, I have a two-part question for you, sir. Okay. A, was he grandstanding? And B, what do you think of the 46-inch driver rule? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't think he was grandstanding. I don't think he's incorrect in – his assessment on how the USGA and I don't want to be hostile to the USGA because obviously would love to be able to attend a US Open on on uh, some media credentials, you know, be able to get some behind the scenes action for the show. But 
Um, USGA has always been known to make some kind of questionable calls on things. And, um, you know, personally speaking, I don't think the difference of 46 to 48 is really that big of a deal. Like I don't personally would never try the 48 anyway. So I, I don't know. Um, but here's my thing. Why does it matter? Like if the guy is using 48, we've proven that Bryson hitting it a mile and a half does not automatically equal wins. So if they want to right. do that, then let them. Because here's the thing. You're going to you're gonna soup up the, the rough to being literally two feet tall. You're going to spice up the greens to being so slick that you might as well you know, be putting on ice. What's the difference? Like it, it, that is not the ultimate, you know, decision of why someone's going to go to 48. And I think it, it to, to Phil's point, if Phil uses a 48 inch driver and let's say he gets, which he doesn't need the yards because at the PGA, even this year, he was out driving Brooks, but let's say he he's able to keep his distance a little bit longer to be able to compete. Is that such a terrible thing that Phil get Mickelson, one of the biggest names of all time and golf's one of golf's greatest is able to be on the tour longer? No. So I, I don't I don't see any fault with it. I, I don't. I, I think he's I think he's correct. Should the USJ ultimately make their decisions only based on what the pro players say? No, they shouldn't be able to do it as a governing body, but they should at least consult with it, with them if they were truly consulted with. That's my that's my take at least. Well I I I I basically uh not going to make for a good debate because I kind of agree with you. I mean, well, I think the US, I, I think the US, I, I, I think the USJ passes rules based on the pro game. I mean, the reality is the average guy, they, they just, the average, the average, I'm not even talking that 2% that, you know, shoots 75 or below or even less than that number. The average guy needs as much. And if the average guy, you think he's honestly putting a 48 inch driver in his bag? Because no. you put a longer club in your bag, you're sacrificing accuracy. In the hands of a Phil, a Phil Mickelson or a Bryson DeChambeau, 48-inch driver makes a difference. But even then, there's every reaction, there's a reaction in the game of golf. And if, the, if you're putting a longer driver in your bag, you're probably going to sacrifice some degree of accuracy. So... Here's what's going to happen. The game's going to continue to get longer and longer and longer. And I think, I think they need to dial in on what the root cause of, of what that is. It's the shafts, it's the ball, and, it's, and you're never going to cure the third, the, the third one, which guess what? This is the impact of – this is the true impact of Tiger Woods. It's the conditioning of the athlete. Yes, I said it. Golfers are athletes. Golfers are athletes. You're correct with the shaft, with the shaft and with the ball. But the other one too, and you didn't name it. The driver technology is different. Can we just yeah. all go back to the point that they all only ever talk about the ball? It's not about the ball. Driver technology allows you now to hit it straighter, hit it further. With the shaft, it adds even more forgiveness and flexibility to it. Drivers and clubs in general are naturally hitting the ball further. I got right. a new set of sticks last year and I hit it 20 yards almost further with some with some of the irons than I was before. Is that because I magically became that much stronger or that much better of a golfer? No, it's because I upgraded it to a newer technology. So it, it's not I I don't I Again, the game is always going to get longer. I don't think it's ever going to get – I think it eventually will get to a point where it does cap out because the training is going to get to that point and the ability is going to get to that point that it can't extend that much further. But ultimately, again, it does not make a difference. We've seen this. We've proved this. With Bryson as the key component behind it, does not matter. So let them. If they want to, go. Go ahead. Because if you lose accuracy, that affects your game. And it's it's yep. it's it's been correlated now. It doesn't always, you know, one and one doesn't always equal two. Like sometimes there is that gray area in the game because of the human factor and other things that are going around. That it, I don't see. I don't see a problem with it. I really don't. There you go. Andrew has spoken. Andrew spoke on the Ryder Cup also, but that was wrong. But uh, I think you spot on this on this one. Andrew, we're coming down to the final hole. Uh, what's your closing thoughts? 
Uh, closing thoughts are uh, apologies for the for the delay. I was not scared. I uh, just was busy. You, you were you were you were ducking the show. No, I wasn't. I, I was trying to fix a, a dryer that I then had to go buy a new one. Um, was trying to fix my lawnmower, which I didn't have to buy a new one, so that's a positive. And um, being a homeowner is not as fun. Which did we ever figure out? Did we have a mortgage company? Did we get that one? Since I've been we, we haven't got that yet. So. Uh, uh, Yet to be named. Okay. Yet to, yet be, to named be named. Mortgage, mortgage provider. Yes. Um, need, we need to. We need to figure out that. Anyway, um, closing thoughts are: thanks for guys for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it, and um, look forward to seeing you guys next time. My closing thoughts are: check us out on social media. We are rolling out all the new affiliations. Lots of good stuff there. I cannot stress that enough. I also do want to touch on our October product of the month, Tight Grip. Uh, I've tried this. It's basically a lotion you put on your hand, and it minimizes the amount of precipitation on your hands for like six hours. I've, I've used it. I used it uh, late August before, while we were discussing with them becoming one of our products of the month. Your hands don't sweat. And for a guy like myself, who I, I don't like wearing a glove, I mean, this was like a godsend to me. Uh, we have a promotional code there also, HOLD19, H-O-L-E-19, and go on there, use that. Uh, you'll find uh, the links there, on our again, on our social, but uh, use that to, uh, to purchase, and when you do, you will be entered into a drawing for a free witch. So there you go. Take grip. My closing thoughts. Uh, I guess we'll see Christian uh, next time, right? Yes, hopefully. Until then, Andrew, hit it long and straight because... It beats short and crooked. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting... Be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.